Hey there, I'm the Kentucky Guy, and thank you so much for listening to the Red Pill Current News Podcast. Here at the Red Pill Current News Podcast, we strive on bringing you news that you won't find in the fake media every day. We also strive to bring you the truth, not only on politics, but the world news all around, including pop culture and so forth. As for myself, I worked in the private sector for around 25 years in the call center management and health insurance industry. Uh, Due to unforeseen circumstances and health issues, I was forced into early retirement last year. Now, a couple years ago, I noticed that something just wasn't sitting right with the way our country was being ran or being politicized as. So I started doing research, a lot of research. And that's why I'm able to now host this podcast. I've been on other shows as well, discussing my views. I'm also on social media. I'm on The Clapper, Rizzle, TikTok, Truth Social, Facebook, and many more. You can find me at the KY Guy, Kentucky Guy, KY Guy, or KY Guy 80. Different ones. Somebody had my name on other platforms, of course. <laughs> All right. So, yes, and I uh, do want to let you know that we do drop a new episode here every every Wednesday and Saturday. So be sure to uh, hit that follow or subscribe button no matter where you're listening to. We are on all podcast platforms. All right. So I hope you enjoyed today's show. And uh, again, God bless and God bless America. And welcome to the Red Pill Current News Podcast Special Report. Hey, how's everybody doing today? This is the Kentucky Guy. Hope everybody is having a wonderful Thursday out there in the great U.S. of A, Canada, wherever you're listening to us from. Uh, Thank you guys so much for joining. We definitely appreciate it. Uh, All right, so this is part five of Devolution. But this is going to be just a little bit different. Just a little bit, uh, because uh, whew, I, I, we, we've got some current news going on. I mean, there's always a lot of stuff going on in our beautiful, crazy world. But, uh, yeah, right now, uh, we, need to, uh, we, need to, we need to have a chat. We need to catch up just a little bit. And then I will get into Part 5. I don't know how much of Part 5 I'll do today. Uh, But uh, this is important, too. I mean, Devolution, the series, I'm glad to see that uh, uh, many of you uh, are happy uh, with it so far. Uh, And and that's great. And once again, uh, I'm not shoving this stuff down anybody's throat. So, uh, you know, if you don't believe it, that's fine. Do your own research. You know, I'm just putting it out there. I'm not telling anybody to believe this or anything of that nature. So, just remember that. You know, if I share information with you, you know, and you're and it's contradictory, there's optics in war. And, and another thing, 
Okay, if I say that my cat is going to claw your eyes out, right? Unless my cat actually does it, me saying it, it means absolutely nothing. I'm just trying to scare you. Keep that in mind. Anyways, once again, you're listening to the Red Pill Current News Podcast. This is the Kentucky Guy. We do drop episodes here every Wednesday and Saturday, which we've been dropping them every day for the special report. I uh, would like to remind you that on Saturday, uh, Tom, uh, he is a holistic healer. Uh, he's a scientist and a humanitarian will be joining us on this Saturday show. Don't forget Against the Mat Wrestling Podcast. I host it as well. Episodes drop on it every Monday and Friday. Tomorrow, we have a young man by the name of uh, Cunningham. Uh, he will be joining us and uh, looking forward to that. We also have a special guest. Uh, he's a comedian, and he is the host uh, of a podcast of his own. And uh, that's Rome Davis. He will be with us on Monday uh, on Against the Match Wrestling Podcast. A lot of great guests lined up for both shows. Uh, and uh, I think you guys will enjoy it. I hope you had a chance to uh, listen to uh, Dina uh, Freeman, the nurse practitioner, and uh, what she had to say about uh, functional medicine on yesterday's episode, which was pretty eye-opening and pretty amazing. All right, so let's get into the geopolitical economic news. Uh, just a little bit of current news here that I want to go over because I feel it's very, very important. Okay, so let's take a let's take a step back for just a minute. And if you think back, then this is for uh, the listeners that have been with me. Uh, and if you're new here, welcome. Please hit that subscribe or follow button. Uh, we're on all platforms. Uh, also, if you ever want to be a guest or have any questions or make any comments, uh, feel free to email at olkentucky99 at yahoo.com. That's olkentucky99 at yahoo.com. All right, so if you remember a couple months ago, uh, I was doing episodes on here, and I was telling you all about a possible food shortage that could be coming. And uh, and I discussed all of the... Uh, uh, sudden food processing plants mysteriously exploding or catching on fire. Uh, I also mentioned a shortage of uh, fertilizer. Uh, this is this I believe. Uh, I believed back then uh, that it was all by design, right? Now I'm a hundred percent certain it's by design. So after some reports, here are my findings about our farms. In the United States of America. First of all, did you know that the country of China owns 27% of farm and forest lands right here in the United States? And this is according to the Department of Agriculture. That's about 897 million acres. That data also shows. I am so sorry. <laughs> uh, that data also shows that uh, that approximately 190,000, some of this is just astonishing, 190,000 acres of farmland are owned by Chinese interest and have remained virtually unchanged or touched 
since 2013. Now, did you know that these companies I'm getting ready to mention are owned by Chinese investors? AMC, that's that popular cinema company, you know? Uh, yeah, uh, short for American Multi-Cinema, has been around for over a century, and the headquarter is in uh, Leawood, Kansas. Chinese investors own it. General Motors, General Motors, is owned by Chinese investors. Spotify, that's the station that we're actually on. Spotify is owned by Chinese investors. Snapchat. All of the Hilton hotels are owned by Chinese investors. General Electric Appliance Division is owned by the Chinese. And a place called 48 Comments is owned by them as well. I've not heard of the last one. Heard of all the other ones, though. They're very, very popular in the United States here. So according to the Land Report, Bill Gates, right? He's another. He, he's, shoot, this guy's evil, man. I don't trust him at all. But he owns even more farmland than China. He owns 242,000 acres of farmland in addition to 25,750 acres of transitional land and 1,200 acres of recreational land for a grand total of uh, 268,984 acres. The land is spread out through the south, midwest, and west with uh, holdings in 19 different states. Uh, Gates is, uh, has the most land in Louisiana, and uh, Louisiana and Arkansas with 69,000 acres and 47,000 acres, respectively. The lowest holding is in New Mexico, where they only own one acre. So how much did he spend on it? I mean, we know he's a billionaire, but how much did he spend on this and why? This is a Microsoft guy. Why does he own all this land? The total amount of money Gates has spent on farmland isn't public knowledge, right? But at least one transaction is on records. Gates paid almost $171 million for 14,500 acres of farmland in the Horse Heaven Hills of Benton County, Washington. According to the land report, that works out to about $11,790 an acre. So if we assume that's the average price of all their land purchases, then they would have paid more than $2.8 billion on 242,000 acres of land. That's just a guess, of course. But bear in mind, Forbes currently pegs uh, Gates' net worth is uh, at a $121.7 billionaire. Huh. So really, $2.8 billion uh, out of 121 billion, uh, seems like a drop in the bucket, right? But why? This is a computer guy. I mean, you've seen him. You've seen him on TV all over the place. He doesn't look like his hands ever get dirty. He doesn't look like a farmer, uh, right? Does it make any sense? 
And what about our farmers, right? What's going on with our farmers? Yeah, so let's uh, let, let, let's look at something. So Biden has issued an odd indict to farmers, offering them one and a half times the value of their crops to destroy them, while threatening to remove their federal farm subsidies if they don't. If they don't, a week later, Democrats in California drain the state's massive open air reserves into the sea. A one-year supply of rainwater used uh, by both residents of California and the farmers for growing Americans' food. So when asked about this, uh, why would you do such a thing during the worst drought since 2017, and this is happening right now, folks, the Democratic appointed official said to see if this, uh, the salmon would swim up, upstream again. What? Design, design, design. Now look, now let's take a look. Let's go to Pennsylvania. And let's take a look at an honest Amish farmer named Amos Miller Marshalls. So from Joe Biden's alcohol, tobacco, firearms, and explosive, the ATF division, they raided his dairy farm in Leacock Township, Pennsylvania. The federal judge ordered a cease and assist on all sales. He's not even allowed to butcher his animals, and they took inventory of everything to ensure he doesn't sell anything. So he's out of business right now. And the judge also fined Mr. Miller uh, to pay $250,000 in 30 days or less, or the fine could double, or even jail time for Mr. Miller if he can't have, if he can't pay it within 30 days. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Do you know how many criminals that they're letting out of jail all the time that belong to Antiva, Black Lives Matters, and and and, and uh, legal aliens? What is? <sighs> Man, this doesn't even seem like America anymore. I'm telling you. It's all by design. Mr. Miller, he did the right thing. He had a private organization set up by law. A private organization set up. He had uh, he had 4,000 members, 4,000 customers that purchased often. So they just removed food from 4,000 families. The judge said the reason for this is everything this this is kind of funny because it's so stupid the reason for all of this is because the food that mr miller's farm is selling is not usada approved well of course it's not because it's organic and and it doesn't have all that junk that the usada shoots into our meats and eggs and food and and crap so, of course, it's not. He's a private organization, organic farmer. Is our food under attack? Quite possibly. If Biden and his dirty globalist henchmen start with large farms and large processing plants like we talked about, 
And it makes sense now that they might be moving to organic farms and smaller farmers. So the ATF was reached out to by one of the sources that got in contact with me about this earlier today. Uh, and they are mum about the reasons for the raid. Although there are hints involving gun trading. I, I just, you know, stuff like this. And uh, uh, Mr. Lee, uh, you guys remember him. Uh, he actually does this, uh, 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 dibs around in organic farms. And he actually spoke about it last time he was on here. He actually shot me a video um, right before I started the podcast. And it looks like that there's videos now of Mr. Miller uh, on YouTube. So at least the word is starting to get out there. I haven't seen it on mainstream media anywhere or anybody talking about it. Gee, I wonder why even Fox news, you know, but you know, at least, you know, you have other people now. I don't know how long YouTube will leave it up. You know how that goes, right? I don't have to get in all that because you all know. Okay. So that's what I wanted to catch you up on because I need you guys to take this seriously. You need to prep you need to, we, we cannot control everything. You need to prep. I'm telling you, if you don't believe me, do some research on Dutch, Sweden, and the Netherlands farmers right now. Right now. Right now. You have the president, the fake president of the United States, getting on television yesterday trying to act like heat because it's hot outside, climate change, that it's, he's going he's gonna to declare emergency actions on it. Yeah, yeah. You see, they got, they got a taste of the power through COVID of keeping us locked up and in masks and under their thumb, not working, and so forth. And they want that back. The midterms are coming. We need that back. Now it's just too hot. It's too hot. That's the emergency. Come on, man. This ain't the hottest it's ever been. Go back in history. All right, guys. So I'm getting far too far off track. Sorry. I'm starting to lose my cool a little bit. Sorry. 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 By the way, Joe Biden. Joe Biden, who was on TV yesterday wearing sunglasses. He didn't. I mean, you can tell that his mind, he's got a congenite uh, issue, right, with his brain. But he didn't look sick at all, at all. And uh, today, he's got COVID. I am very curious to see how he comes out of COVID. Just throwing that out there. That's me personally. Just curious. Just want to see how he heals from COVID. All right, guys. So I'm going to take a break for this, uh, this episode's sponsor, which is Anchor. Uh, as soon as uh, we get back, we will start into Devolution. Uh, part five and i'll get as much of that in as i can uh thank you guys so much for listening we'll be right back thank you hey guys have you heard about anchor by spotify it's the best and easiest way i've found to start a new podcast everything is right there at anchor i can not only record my podcast i can add music I can add sounds and much more. Also, I can trim and crop my podcast as well, all in one place, right there on my iPhone or computer. On Anchor, as a host, you can distribute your podcast on platforms like Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, and many more. 
everything is in one place. Oh yeah, I almost forgot. Best part of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. Uh-huh. All right, and welcome back. And as I mentioned, if you're thinking about doing a podcast or you already have a podcast, you can go to Anchor on your iOS, Android, or on the web at Anchor FM, and you can do it all in one place. They are connected with every popular podcasting uh, uh, platform out there. Uh, so let's go on to Devolution uh, Part 5 of this series. And... Uh, Let's just jump into it. Let's just jump into it. So let's talk a little bit about uh, the DNI. Uh, Avril Haynes, you guys remember her? She actually said herself that the foreign uh, Maligan influence is an enduring challenge facing our country. These efforts by our U.S. adversaries seek to exacerbate divisions and undermine confidence in our democratic institutions. Addressing this ongoing challenge requires a whole-of-government approach grounded in an accurate understanding of the problem which the intelligence community, through assessments such as this one, endeavors to provide. The assessment contains, uh, contains five key judgments. Okay. So let's see what that looks like. Okay, so uh, let's see. Uh, judgment number one, uh, we have an indication that any foreign actor attempted uh, to after any technical aspect uh, of, of the voting uh, process in the 2020 U.S. elections, including uh, voting aggressive Casting ballots. Boy, that is uh, some small, small writing. <laughs> or, or, or impacting results in any way. Uh, we see that this is a act of war and difficult for a foreign action uh, to uh, maintain, causing any type of impact on a United States or federal election. Okay. Uh, so they are correct here. It would be difficult, right? It would, uh, for a foreign actor to manipulate election processes at a scale without detection by intelligence collected on the actors themselves. I, and, and I think they got them dead on. I think they got all the proof they need. So unlike 2016, uh, we did not uh, see President Sorry about that. Uh, we did not see President Trump's uh, other efforts uh, in going uh, after the uh, interference in the 2016 election. Well, he won. He was. Uh, he was. He was. Uh, <laughs> he he was able to. He, he got so many votes that uh, he was able to do it. So unlike 2016, when the foreign actors definitely stowed the election for Trump, sarcasm by the way. I'm just being stupid. 
I believe the influence narratives they are alluding to here is the Hunter Biden laptop story. CNN confirmed the story on April 2nd, only 18 days after this assessment was released. Uh, time files when time files when you're trying to cover up the biggest scandal of all time. Now, just on a side note, the fact that their narrative changed between the assessment and early April is further circumstantial evidence that the defector Dong story is true. So they must have asked China. Uh, <laughs> all right, so uh, let's see here. Uh, we see that China did not uh, display uh, any forensic into the election, the U.S. presidential decision. <laughs> so they must have asked China uh, actually what the right there. Uh, this part was interesting, though. We have a high confidence in this judgment that China did not deploy interference efforts. China did not view either election outcome or being ad uh, advantageous enough for China to risk getting caught meddling. However, the National Intelligence Officer for Cyber assesses that China did take some steps to try to undermine former President Trump's re-election. Huh. So that, that's kind of conflicting, right? What did they do? Did they do it? Did they undermine it? Did they get involved? Or they not do it? Huh. <laughs> so on March 16th, the day after the IC assessment was released, the Departments of Justice and Homeland Security issued their report required by the Executive Order 13848. Uh, and the Department of Justice, including the FBI and Department of Homeland Security, including the CISA, have no evidence of any foreign government uh, affiliate or actor uh, changing votes or disrupting the ability of, of tallying votes altered any technical aspect of the working process in the 2020 election, right? Okay. The IC, including the FBI and the IC elements of the GHS, has previously assessed that it would be difficult for a foreign actor to manipulate election process at a scale without detection by the intelligent collection of post-election audits or physical, and cybersecurity monitoring of voting uh, systems across the country. We are aware of multiple public claims that one or more foreign governments, including Venezuela, Cuba, or China, owned, uh, directed, or controlled election infrastructure used in the 2020 federal elections, uh, impl implemented a scheme to manipulate election uh, infrastructure or tally change or otherwise manipulated vote counts following the election the Department of Justice including the FBI and the Department of Homeland Security including the CISA investigated the public claims and determined they are not credible so really uh, this is one of them things where it's not very surprising right I mean we've seen that coming right when that happened 
that didn't bother me even back then because, you know, we assume that these agents are littered. Like, they've got all kinds of Chinese assets. Uh, so, obviously, these reports weren't going to find any subs, uh, substance. Uh, this is where it starts going real, get, getting really interesting, though, okay? So, so play, pay a little bit closer attention here. And, and remember, keep an open mind. If you don't believe any of this and you think it's crazy, okay, just keep an open mind. That's uh, right. Uh, you know, if it doesn't pass the smell test, <laughs> uh, I thought that was funny. Anyways, um, on January 7th, the same day that the assessment required by the executive order 13848 uh, was provided to the uh, higher ups, the DNI, John Ratcliffe, released a memo regarding his views on intelligence Community, community election security analysis. Okay, so the remember that name from yesterday, John Ratcliffe. Uh, I do not believe the majority view expressed by the intelligent community, uh, and yet fully and accurately reflood the scope of the Chinese government's efforts to influ influence the 2020 U.S. federal elections. That's big right there. China. Okay, China. Um, they were hesitant to assess Chinese actions as as underdue influence or infiltrated. Uh, these analyses appeared to be re, uh, reluctant to have their analysis on China brought forward because they tend to disagree with the administration's policies saying uh saying in effect i don't want our intelligence used to support uh those policies the behavior would be um unconstitutional a violation of the atlantic standard b independent of poli uh, political uh consensus Hmm. Huh, huh, huh. Yeah, so I mean that's that's interesting right there. Uh, let's see, what else did he have to say? Uh, uh the CIA officials uh rejected NIC uh uh ordination comments and tried to downplay alternative analysis is their own production during hmm, during the drafting of the NICA. So the CIA management took actions uh, pressuring uh, analysis to withdraw their support from the alternative viewpoint on China is an attempt to suppress it. For example, this ICA gives the false impression and this is all. This is still that memo uh, from Radcliffe uh, gives the false impression that the NIO Cyber is the only analyst who holds the minority view on China. Interesting. I just give it a sec. I know that's a lot to take in. Uh, analytic standard uh, requires that. Uh, 
that coordinated analytics uh, protects be based in all available sources of intelligence. However, because of the highly uh, optimal nature of some of the relevant intelligence, some analyst judgments reflect in the majority view are not based on the full body of the reporting. See what I'm saying? I mean, I know that's a lot, but that's important stuff right there. This is this is what we've been saying uh, since the beginning of this series. Trump used the executive order to weed out the bad actors. When the truth comes, when the truth finally comes out, there will be some people in big trouble for covering this up. The whole scenario is another example of why I think devolution through the Department of Defense and the military was and is the only option. They're the only ones who could have uncovered all of the intelligence of foreign interference and the Executive Order 13848 gave the Secretary of Defense the option to go directly to the President at any time and present him with independent reports on the subject. Who was the Secretary of Defense during all of this? None other than Christopher Miller. <laughs> so, and I know this article is long that I'm reading, uh, but it is it is important, and, and it all ties together. And I want to briefly jump back really quick to uh, Executive Order 13848 so we can understand the definition they use for election infrastructure. Election infrastructure means information and communications technology. Very simple. So on May 15, 2019, President Trump issued the Executive Order 13873, securing the information and communications technology and services supply chain. So uh, from the U.S. Department of Commerce, uh, let's see here, uh, poise at undue risk of catastrophic effects on the security and resilience of the United States official infrastructure or the digital economy of the United States. And the second one is otherwise uh, pose at an unacceptable risk to the national security of the United States or the security and safety of the United States persons. This executive order is essentially saying that the U.S., should should not be using the ICT that is made by. Or it can be considered controlled by the foreign adversary. I mean, that's basically what it's saying. The ICT or information and communications technology uh, is the infrastructure and components that enable modern computing. All devices, network components, applications, and systems that are combined allow people and this organization to interact in the digital world. ICT is generally used to represent a broader, more comprehensive list of all components uh, related to the computer and digital technologies uh, than IT. ICT commonly means more than uh, than its list of components, uh, though it is also uh, encompass 
the application of all those various components, uh, it's, it's here that the real potential power and danger of the ICT can be found. Uh, where so-called bad actors can hatch electronically enable schemes or illegally gain access to systems to seize money, intellectual property, or private information, or disrupt systems that control critical infrastructure. So I know that's a lot, but let's just go go back over. The, let's recap it real quick, uh, and let's see what Trump did, which was pretty pretty great, in my opinion. So let's let's go back. So his September 2018 uh, executive order. 13848 created a path for the DOD and the military to bypass all agencies and report directly to the president any information they find regarding foreign interference in an election. That same executive order allows for recommendations for other uh, remedial actions not listed in the provided uh, executive order sanctions. That or also in that executive order defines the election infrastructure as the ICT and systems used in the election process. His May uh, 2019 uh, executive order 13873 prohibits using components in our critical infrastructure made by foreign adversaries. One more thing. Uh, One more thing uh, found in the uh, 13873 that references uh, uh, something. Uh, coordinating council, right? The assessment. Yeah. The assessment shall include an evaluation of hardware, software, or services that are relied upon by multiple information and communications technology uh, or service providers, including communication services relied upon critical infrastructure entities. Uh, so, you know, you guys remember what critical infrastructure, right, includes. So, I mean... That's important stuff right there. Uh, so, let's see here. So, it really shouldn't be surprising that at this point, but here again, we uncover another layer of corruption in our government. Executive 13873 calls for the security of homeland security in coordination with sector-specific agencies and coordinating councils to identify the ICT hardware, software, or services relied upon by critical infrastructure uh, entities. So remember that the EISCC is one of those coordinating councils. And guess, remember who's on there? Dominion, right? Dominion's a member of the EISCC. It also shouldn't be surprising that the voting machines used in our elections are powered by da -da 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 -da, Chinese hardware. Yeah. True story. Can't make this stuff up, folks. Would love to. Uh, can't cannot make it up 
So, <laughs> I mean, the, the article doesn't name the manufacturer of the machine they studied, but the findings are incredible. Uh, 20% of the hardware and software components come from suppliers in China. How have we been able to trust the results of any election? The answer is we can't. And the 2020 election provides the best example. Many people adding bits and pieces to help complete the puzzle. And they've been very great. So look, let's look at this here real quick. Uh, this is from Drought uh, Tolerant. He said, I checked the house floor. Schedule on January 6th that was entry that President Trump sent a sealed letter on January 5th, which they opened on January 6th, shortly after the room opened, uh, 12.04 to 12.06 p.m. It contained a previously signed executive order, which was passed to Gregory Meeks of the Foreign Affairs Committee. Now, I don't recall the EO, uh, the EO number, but believe it had uh, to do with not allowing uh, China software in our election systems. Maybe you could confirm. Uh, oh, that was to me. Uh, let's see. So I was able to look into it. Uh, and, yeah, it was a, uh, <laughs> it was pretty massive. So check this out from the house. Uh, let's see. January 5th. Uh, 2021 at uh, 5.05 p.m. <laughs> uh, certain resigned from the president regarding additional steps uh, advising that the applications uh, for our elections were controlled by the corrupt Chinese. Sure enough, on January 6th, or January 5th, I'm sorry, January 5th, the day before the so-called insurrection, <laughs> Trump issued Executive 13971 addressing the threat posed by applications and other software developed or controlled by Chinese companies. Develop or control the following Chinese uh, connected software applications. Remember, that's one of the companies President Trump singled out in this executive order uh and that and that company was uh tencent qq tencent uh, qq is owned by tencent holdings ltd tencent holdings ltd has many uh subsidiaries in various markets for internet related services and products one of the most subsidies in tencent technology the shenzhen uh company limited the United States has many different classifications for its patents. One such classification is class 705-12, voting or election arrangement. Tencent Technology, the Shenzhen uh, company, limited holdings, a patent under the 705-12, voting or election arrangements. Uh, so the abstract discussion social networks but looking through the actual patent, it seems they do more with the servers. Does one of the companies who put our election use hardware or software from a CCP associate company? 
a company with a voting and election patent. So I believe Trump called the CCP, and this was his way of telling them uh, he <laughs> of telling them, and he told them the day before the inter- insurrection, false flag. We have political party in this country that stole an election with an assistance of a foreign adversary. Our federal agencies uh, were complicit, and even the courts looked looked the other way. There are three branches uh, of our federal government, legislative, executive, and judicial. What happens when two of those branches allow foreign adversaries to com- uh, compromise the other? This has been a complete and total, total failure on both our legislative and judicial branches. The Constitution permits Congress to authorize uh, the use of a milita to execute the laws of the Union, suppress inters, uh, insurrections, and repel invasions. These constitutional provisions are reflected in this Insurrection Act, which have been invoked numerous times before and after passage of the post uh, commitments Act of uh, 18 U.S.C., uh, Section 135, or 1385. Uh, this act outlaws uh, the president from using any part of the armed forces to execute the law unless expressly authorized by the Constitution or Act of Congress. What happens if the con- uh, Constitution has been trampled on? What happens if the Congress has been compromised, right? The Constitution guarantees the state's protection against usurpation of their Republican form of government. What is usurpation? What if that usurpation was allowed by members of our own government in Washington, D.C.? Not a state, but a federal district. The literal seat of our government. The answer to all these questions is obvious. The military is our only solution to take back the constitutional form of the government our founders intended for us. President Trump left an opportunity for the military to take remedial actions to counter and correct the stolen election. Everything points to them seizing that opportunity. And then John, uh, and this will be the last thing. I know this uh, this episode is getting pretty lengthy. Uh, so John sent this... <laughs> He sent this article to me uh, quite, a, quite a while ago, many months ago, uh, but I, I thought it would fit in right here. So this is from the Lure Hound uh, newspaper. Trump tweeted at 4.49 p.m. on December 13th, three tweets. The last sentence in all caps, it reads, Therefore, votes cannot be certified. This election is under protest. He was telling us this tweet ties directly into devolution and the suspending of the electrical college uh, vote count. If that's what he did, I have the tweet. <laughs> Sorry, that was a note to me. Uh, but John has the actual tweet. So uh, to wrap this all up and put a nice little bow on it for the day, I've discussed many times already that the military would be the only ones to win this war for Trump due to the CCP uh, infiltrating uh, so many of our institutions, including the highest levels of our government and government agencies. The war for America's soul has been raging for quite some time, a war between good and evil, 
between Trump and his enemies. There are many fronts at this war uh, that this war is being fought on, and all of those uh, fronts coverage on November 3rd. The election was the most important battle. Trump's enemies knew that winning the election battle would ultimately win them the war, but Trump also knew that too. The Democrats did everything they could throughout Trump's presidency to remove him from office. As I've already presented throughout the uh, uh, throughout this series, that the CCP used COVID-19 and the riots uh, as their primary vehicle to damage Trump's re-election chances prior to the election taking place. When nothing worked and Trump was clearly going to win by a landslide, uh, Trump's enemies were forced to alter the election results using the voting machines on top of other methods. Uh, these two factors are important because in order for the military to take an active role in this war, they needed a legal reason to do so. The CCP involvement was that reason. Devolution. How the military could legally get involved in monitoring Ativa as well as when they were able to get involved. Devolution. The, the answer. Devolu the, the devolution is the answer to all these. Devolution. How the military could legally get involved with the election theft, but we have been missing the when. When did the military move from planning to implementing devolution? And I think we're going to leave off right there. I think that we're going to leave right there for today. So once again, you've been listening to special reports from the Red Pill Current News Podcast. Uh, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please remember to stay safe, prepare for you and your family, be ready for anything, and as always, as always, God bless you and God bless America. Thank you.